Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. How do I get Prissy's job? This is Dan Patrick. Hour two on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Tried to recap everything that's happened in the last 24 hours, last hour, and it's difficult to put it all into perspective. You know, we have tweets about the Masters, the NFL draft, we got baseball's opening day, we got March Madness coming up. So uh, we're going to have Jay Billis joining us in a little bit, and he thinks that the NCAA tournament should be postponed, but I'll let you uh, hear from Jay Billis in his own words. Tom Izzo, Michigan State head coach, will join us. What is he finding out? What has he uh, been told? What is the league being told? Uh, and what is he telling his own team? Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers pitcher, wanted to talk to a baseball player and, of course, uh, a Hall of Famer on thoughts of what are the contingency plans? Uh, how does he feel in uh, spring training with all of this going on? So Clayton Kershaw a little bit later on. Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus last night. NBA suspends its season. The NCAA is going to play tournament games without fans in attendance. And you've got quite a few basketball games, over 50 games today and tonight. And this is putting the NCAA and March Madness into a little bit of a conundrum because do you need to play these games to let the teams get a chance to maybe qualify for a bid that they wouldn't have or improve their seating? But you're running the risk because all it's going to take is one player to test positive. And then the number of players who came in contact with him in the past week, the number of games, and that's where the NCAA could get shut down. March Madness could get shut down if you have one player testing positive. If Rudy Gobert doesn't test positive last night in Oklahoma City, the NBA is still playing games. The Pelicans and Kings would have played their game last night. But as a result... The NBA has suspended its season. I agree. That's what I would do. I would look at this and say, let's look at a two-week window here. And what can we gather in those two weeks? How can we limit the exposure here? That, that would be what is paramount to me. And as much as I hate postponing something or canceling something, this is bigger than March Madness in our brackets. This is bigger than the start of Major League Baseball. This is bigger than the NHL. This is bigger than fans going to Augusta. This is more important than that. But in my world, what we normally talk about, it's important. And I would love to see these games played. I just, I just have the common sense to go, let's look at the numbers. And if Rudy Gobert tests positive, there has to be a player. And you can carry the virus. You don't even know you have it. And they're talking about, well, can you play baseball games at a neutral site or an NBA game in a neutral site or a site that doesn't have as many coronavirus cases? I mean, you're just playing with the odds here, and the odds are not in your favor. Tom Izzo, kind enough to join us, the uh, great coach from Michigan State. His team 22-9 and beat Ohio State. Next game 
uh, either Ohio State and Purdue Friday in the Big Ten tournament. Coach, thanks for joining us. What have you been told about the coronavirus? Well, you know, Dan, I, I just listened to what you said, and I thought you did it in a very professional and good way, in a human way. I, you know, I, I just met with my team to talk about, you know, how we're right now still going. I don't know what will happen in hours to come, but, you know, how we it's just immediate family and uh, just all the things. And I, I'm starting to agree with you. You know, I, I don't know what is best. I'm leaving it to the experts. I've We've gone through a lot this year, uh, a lot of different things that have happened, and yet uh, this is a, a whole nother beast that uh, I sure don't. Not, I'm not an expert on, and I uh, I'm just kind of waiting and seeing, like everybody else. What if the Big Ten ask you your opinion? Well, it would have been a couple of days ago, if I was to be honest with you, where I, I would have said, hey, let's play the games. And and now I'm looking at it and saying, uh, uh, you know, it, it sure is starting to lean towards maybe it would be best if things were postponed or canceled. But, again, I you know, the problem for me, Dan, is, you know, I hate the social media, and the social media goes crazy on things and half you hear and, sees uh, is is never true so i just got to look at the experts in the health field and whatever they tell us uh, sounds like a canned answer but that's kind of the the area that i would uh, i would lean towards what are you going to tell your kids you know i'm going to tell them i just told them i said listen we've dealt with adversity of a suicide we've dealt with the adversity of losing our second best player for the year. We've dealt with uh, uh, one of our guys, uh, Xavier Tillman's wife, had a baby a day after a Maryland game. Um, it's been one of those years where we've had to deal with some tragedy and some joy, but always distractions of some kind. And we've got to approach this the same way. If they tell us we're playing, we got to we got to play, and we got to try to focus in on the task at hand. And if they tell us we're not. Uh, then we deal with that. What about playing in front of an empty arena? You know, it'll remind me of my Division Two days with Mary Uchi. You know, I did that a lot. So I, I probably am a, one of the few uh, Division One coaches that uh, has that experience. But uh, I don't know. You know, it, it, somebody brought it up to us. We scrimmaged uh, Gonzaga this year in uh, Denver. We kind of met there, and and we did it kind of in an empty arena and. I mean, it's different, but once the game gets started, it's like everything else. Once the game gets started, it's about the game, you know. And uh, But at this magnitude, I, I don't know how that'll feel, but if that's the best way to do it, the safest way to do it, uh, I'm all in. Yeah, but we might hear some things from you. <laughs> uh, no. You know, like I said, I've been a Division two coach for one year. I've been a high school coach for one, but... Um, Hey, what you see is what you get, you know. Nobody, there's no surprises. Uh, it's uh, whether you want to carry those things on TV is the key. <laughs> yeah, I also wonder if we would postpone this. You know, there there are schools trying to qualify for the NCAA tournament. There are schools trying to improve their seating here. But, right. you know, the Ivy League just canceled theirs and said, Yale, you go forward and, uh, you know, good luck. You know, could we get to the point where you just say the regular season champ is going to be representing the Big Ten, and then these games, you're not going to have games where you can go, okay, that's going to help you qualify for the tournament or improve your seating? Well, I think it's possible. You know, I I think right now, 
uh, for the most part, you know, most of the the uh, most of the bigger schools. I mean, I think we know who the five, six, eight, nine schools are going to be. Uh, I think where it's a problem is those schools as Ivy Leagues that their tournament champ is the only one that gets in. You know, the one bid leagues. And uh, whether they could do that, uh, I don't know. I think they could. Um, I still think you could come up with a with a selection show and everything. But it's is it a week from now? Is it going to be any different? I guess that's that's what I have no clue of. Yeah, and that's where I th- I just think you know, applying caution to this and trying to figure out what what is really best for everybody involved, and not just this sport, but all of the sports because. It's a gathering. It's a celebration. We're very fortunate in this country to have these opportunities. But I also think that this is such a bigger picture here. And if you postpone the tournament, I hope they don't cancel it. But if you post, like I, all I would want is a two-week period here, Coach, where we can just say, okay, how big is this? How bad is this? How concerned? Just pushing it back to me would would probably make the most sense. Well, Dan, for a guy that... Sometimes I listen to you because I do watch your show. I do listen to you every now and then, more and more now than then, believe it or not. And, uh, and I've always had great respect for you. I think I think a lot of times you kind of find ways to joke with me and this and that. And the serious side of you, I think, is right on the money. You know, I I, I think the biggest thing is it's all happened so fast. And then when it gets into social media, how do we know what's right and wrong? We've got to let the professionals figure that out, give them a little bit of time so they're not under these deadlines of, do you play a game at noon? Do you do this? Do you do that? Don't worry about any of those things. Do what's best for our society. And I think that's what you're saying. And I think, uh, hell, I'd vote for you for president on that statement. Well, uh, full disclosure, Coach K was busy, so that's why we called you. Just to, just to, hey, now and, you're and, back uh, to normal. I, you know what? That's the deal with, with some freaky things that happen. You got to get back to normalcy. Yeah, Dan Patrick just did it. Yeah, and then Calipari was busy. Bayheim, yeah. Bayheim was busy too. Hey, the guy at Northern Michigan where I yeah. used to play is busy too. So let's cover the whole gambit of people, and we don't have to worry about it. But I do appreciate you, and I appreciate you know. Even talking about, it, I wish I, I wish I was an expert in it. I think I'm an expert on a lot of things. I'm probably an expert on few, but this is one I have no expertise on. Coach, uh, good luck against uh, either Ohio State or Purdue on Friday. We appreciate your time as always. Thanks, Dan. That's care, uh, Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo. There is uh, the NHL Board of Governors call that is scheduled for one o'clock today in regards to the uh, coronavirus. We thought it might be this morning, but it'll be this afternoon. Also got this word from Miami-Dade County. The March 22nd NASCAR race at Homestead is postponed at this time. NASCAR officials will decide whether or not to hold the race without fans as we move forward. A couple of phone calls. Mike in California joins us. Hey, Mike, what do you have for me? Mike. Hey, uh, hey Dan. Big, big Dan. Hey, I wanted to let you know that I actually caught the coronavirus when I was in China. Uh, I was back in December, and people do catch it. It's like the flu. It's really bad. And, uh, and, and you live through it. I hear so much about it, but we don't hear from the people who have caught it. it it's not very fun. Um, I was very sick for a long time, 
I was there for four weeks, including quarantine. But I would I would put it right up there as having the flu, but about twice as bad. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. We appreciate that. Uh, Jeremy in, in uh, Iowa joins us. Hi, Jeremy. Hi. I had a question or excuse me, a suggestion for a poll. I know you're not doing one unless you can come up with a, a, a sensible one. Um, but I'm curious as to how many people the cancellations and the no fans actually affect. Does it affect? Are you upset because you just you, there's not going to be fans there? Like I had tickets to the NCAA wrestling tournament next week. I can no longer go to that. I am personally affected. But how many people who are upset are actually affected by this, or are people who can still watch it on TV and just aren't happy with what's going on? All right. I mean, that's fair. Most people are watching on TV. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I don't know those numbers, but I, I certainly understand it's the, the people who work at these venues. I'm concerned about them. This is their income. This is where they get their revenue, and they're not going to get that. But there are a lot of people affected by this in a variety of ways. But my wheelhouse is sports, and that's the angle that we're taking the approach on. I, I don't have any answers. Said that in the first hour. Don't preach. Don't want to preach. Uh, I just try to apply common sense to what is going on right now. And it was as early as yesterday where I said I'd probably go to a sporting event, but I would be I would be cautious. You know, there would be trepidation with that. Now I would not go because I'm just playing the numbers games, and just because there's so many people. At least we're told by the Center for Disease Control that there are a lot of people who are carrying this who don't even know they're carrying this. And it may not affect them the way it would somebody else. But just the numbers. If one player tests positive for the coronavirus in the NCAA tournament, what happens? And that's what I think the NCAA has to factor in right now. And Jay Billis said they should cancel the tournament. And I agree. Tom Izzo just talked about that. I just, I think we have to look at this and say, we as a country are vulnerable. And we don't like to admit that. We normally, when, when, when you know, like there's war, we always go, well, we have the best military. They'll protect us. We don't have that. We're as vulnerable as anybody here. And it feels like we're playing catch up. And therefore, that's where you stop things. Shut it down. Because you can't go, well, we sort of going to let you play. We sort of going to hold this event. We're sort of... It, it's, you're playing with numbers. And you're playing God. And that's where it gets dangerous here. You know, if you want to have, you know, the Masters and it's going to be played but no fans go, okay, I'm fine with that. I mean, watch on TV. Basketball starts in less than two hours today. And just just imagine the amount of time and the number of games that are being played up until Selection Sunday. 53 games today. Selection Sunday is a long way away. And then you have the first four. And then you have the governor of Ohio saying no fans are going to be in attendance at the University of Dayton Arena. But what happens if something happens there? The team that advances, one of their players, then what happens? Like you just have to start looking at this going, these are actual 
you know, scenarios that could unfold in front of us. More of your phone calls are welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Once again, Rudy Gobert has tested positive. The NBA suspended its season. Then the NCAA is going to play tournament games without fans in attendance. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Jay Billis and get his thoughts on why he thinks the tournament should be canceled. Coming up on 17 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. All right, if you're like most of us, you carry a balance on your credit cards. And if those cards come with high interest rates, you need my friends at Lightstream. It's so easy to lower your interest rate and save with a Lightstream credit card consolidation loan. Get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there's absolutely no fees. You can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. All you have to do is apply today to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Patrick. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Dan Patrick, D-A-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. Lightstream.com slash Dan Patrick. If you want to lower your interest rate and save, you have to get a Lightstream credit card consolidation loan and you get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay. Lightstream.com slash Dan Patrick. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Jay Billis set to join us on loan from the mothership. More phone calls coming up. Uh, Brad in Atlanta. Hey, Brad, what do you have for me today? Hey, Dan, how you doing today? Good, good sir. Good. Six zero and a Husky two twenty three. So, if you recall, back in twenty, let's see, it was about two thousand and eight. The SEC men's basketball tournament was played in Atlanta, as it was every year back then. Normally, back then, it was in the Georgia Dome. But because of a tornado that ripped through the city of Atlanta, they had to move it at the last minute for the, I think it was the semifinals and then the final game to Georgia Tech's arena and play it in front of almost no fans. Only family and credentialed media were allowed to be there. Hmm. So it had that same eerie feel that I think we're going to see in the NCAA tournament. And in fact, the funny thing about that, because I'm a Georgia grad and remember watching it pretty well. Georgia was god-awful that year and ended up winning the entire tournament because none of the other teams, especially people like Catlanta, Kentucky, didn't have their fans there to support the team. Yeah, I think it's going to be surreal. It's going to be like a scrimmage, Brad, thank you, where you're going to be hearing basketball and watching basketball like you've never experienced it before. There are 125 Division I college basketball games scheduled to be played over the next four days. 125 games over the next four days leading up to Selection Sunday. Jay Billis uh, earlier this morning uh, was on the mothership, and uh, he said that the NCAA made the right, right call to host the NCAA tournament without fans because of the coronavirus pandemic. 
Now he thinks the next step is obvious. If I'm the NCAA president, you postpone the NCAA tournament or cancel it altogether. Jay Billis told USA Today by phone Thursday morning, this is worldwide pandemic and something that could overwhelm our healthcare system. This is bigger than basketball, bigger than sports. I just don't see how we play. If we do, I'd like to hear someone make a case for why. If it were up to me, I wouldn't play a conference tournament. Jay Billis joining us on the program. I'm there with you, Jay. I understand it, and I I just think common sense has to be applied here. Uh, you know, we got basketball games in 90 minutes coming up, and I I just I I have to be overly cautious instead of under cautious here. And I I'd rather be told, oh, you overreacted than the, we I, we've already underreacted. Um, how did you come to this conclusion that maybe we should just cancel March Madness? Well, it was yesterday when, when the decision came out. I thought the NCAA acted appropriately in, in the first step saying that we're going to play with no fans because the tournament's not for another week. But what was inappropriate was the lack of coordination with the conferences, that all the conference commissioners should have been told about that. The conferences didn't learn. The Power Five conferences didn't learn about the NCAA's decision until they got an email at 4.30 yesterday afternoon. So when that went out, uh, you knew, okay, there aren't going to be any fans uh, today, meaning, you know, tomorrow, meaning today. And, uh, but yet the ACC and the Big Ten, the Big Ten was walking distance from the NCAA office, and they, they played with fans last night. And uh, there was no time for any of the conferences to pivot. Uh, so there was no need for the NCAA to cancel the NCAA tournament because there's still time to do that. But I don't see, Dan, how we can, how the, the institutions, the member institutions can shut their campuses down, tell their students not to come back from spring break, and yet play in conference tournaments when the paid, paid professionals have said, we're not playing. And then FIBA came out this morning and said, uh, play is suspended until June. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough look. And I'm still waiting for someone to provide a justification for why we play. And I haven't heard one yet. Uh, so for me, not only the optics, but just sort of the, the public health, from a public health standpoint, I don't see how it's appropriate to, to play and to put these players uh, at, at risk, even if they can say that the risk is limited now that there are no fans in the arena. I just don't see it being the right thing to do. Who made this call? Well, each, as you know, each conference makes the call individually. Now, I know that the commissioners are now talking about this uh, together to see, you know, to share information, but this should have been coordinated on the NCAA level. Like, this is what a governing body is supposed to do. They're supposed to, like, the NCAA can't just call the ACC and say, hey, play, uh, we are suspending your play tomorrow. They can't do that. But what Mark Emmert could do is get everybody together and say, look, this is what, this is what we're being told by our public health professionals and our, the, the panel that we have on this. This is the decision we've come to for the tournament, and we need to coordinate so that we all are on the same page with how we handle this going forward so that the conference commissioners could act in, a, in concert and make the best decision for the enterprise rather than just an individual conference. But, Dan, you know, listen, this is not a a craven thing or anything, but there's money at issue here, and and money is an important issue. The NCAA office for the tournament has has insurance that can can help make up for this, if not pay for the losses entirely, because it's a uh, multi-venue event that goes on over three weeks. Um, So so a catastrophic event that, that, that impacts it, they can insure against that. 
it is much more difficult for a conference to ensure against a, a single venue event. So they'd, they'd essentially be paying so much for insurance, they're better off self-insuring. So the conferences are going to lose a lot of money, one, by having no fans, they'll lose a lot of money, but they'll really lose a lot of money if they shut the, the tournament down from here on out. But I just don't see any, any other way around it. I, it. It boggles my mind that we're, not, we're, that we're playing today. Yeah, I'm just looking at the numbers game here, Jay, just applying common sense, or at least trying to, that Rudy Gobert tests positive. If he doesn't test positive last night, that game's played. Uh, the Pelicans against Sacramento is played. But one person tested positive, and the number of people who came in contact with Rudy Gobert over the last week or two weeks, the odds would probably lead you to believe at least one player is going to have the coronavirus or may test positive for it, and then all of a sudden do you shut down the tournament if, if it happens at that point? Like I, I mean, And that's maybe worst-case scenario, but I think it's probably what is real in this situation. That's exactly right. That, that it strains the mind to think that there is an NBA player, at least one, that has tested positive for coronavirus and that it doesn't extend further. And you could, you could then have uh, uh, college teams that so many more college teams and college players from every corner of the country that are flying all over the place that, that don't have it as well. That, that, that strains the mind to think that, that college players are free from the virus and there's no risk there or an acceptable risk. When the, the NBA took this, took this action, I think, but they were ahead of everything. Yeah. Um, they, they had planned this out, and, and the Gobert situation was sort of the last, the last domino to fall, and, and this, had to be, this action had to be taken. What was interesting to me, Dan, and I, I, I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but, but Mark Cuban, I thought, showed not only a great tone in handling this, but, but great leadership in stepping out and saying, you know, providing his thoughts and, and also uh, uh, a calming effect, I think, in, in the handling of this. And that's what we should have at the NCAA level. And we've had it at different times at the conference levels, although I just I still don't I haven't heard the justification for why we're playing as opposed to why we're not. But these are difficult issues. You're trying to cut everybody as much slack as you can. But I, I agree with you that that sort of uh, uh, caution and, and being prudential in this uh, is the way to go. And I'm not sure we're we're there yet. Uh, you know, we're about to play like I'm sitting in the arena at the ACC tournament and I'm not even sure how we come on the air. Uh, like, w- w- I'm almost going to have to to convey, uh, hey, we're flying blind just like you are here. We're going to provide you all the information we can. We're going to do the best we can to call this game, but but we do understand that there are greater issues here in the backdrop and uh, and cut us some slack too because we're doing the best we can. It's going to be really difficult. Is it going to be empty? It is empty. There's going to be a hu- 150 tickets per institution so they they for family and and uh and then they can have essential personnel and all that the one thing that that's a little bit interesting is is they're allowing if if you brought your band you can have your band here um so we're going to be listening to band music and they're still going to play the same music over the loudspeakers and have the same uh you know videos playing in the arena uh i i still haven't uh heard whether you know what they usually do they shut the lights out for uh pre-game introductions so I can't imagine when in an empty arena they're going to shut the lights out and have spotlights introducing the players. That that seems like a, a bizarre thing to do, but but we'll see. And whatever it is, we'll handle it. It feels like it's going to be like a scrimmage, and 
you're going to get different sound. It's going to have that different feel and no home court advantage for anybody. I want to bring back uh, something that Tom Izzo said about 20 minutes ago. The Michigan State head coach joined us and had this to say. What if the Big Ten asked you your opinion? Well, it would have been a couple of days ago, if I was to be honest with you, where I, I would have said, hey, let's play the games. And and now I'm looking at it and saying, uh, you know, it, it sure is starting to lean towards maybe it'd be best if things were postponed or canceled. Yeah, we're putting these coaches in a, a, a delicate situation here. Have any coaches uh, been public with, uh, you know, their apprehension about this? Not public, no, because they're good soldiers and, and trying to, uh, you know, to maintain uh, an even strain with, the, uh, with their conference decisions. But privately, I've had a couple coaches reach out to me, and they've said the narrative that the players, all of the players want to play is not true, that they're scared, they're nervous about this, they're worried about their families. Um, you know, it, it, so the idea that, that all of the players are, will just blindly compete whenever they're told to compete is just not true. Thank you, Jay. We appreciate your time. Uh, I'll be watching if you want to make it personal and, you know, yell hello to me. Uh, you know, be more than happy to you know, text you back. Well, I have a sign that says that Dan Patrick is greater than Jay Billis that I'm going to hold up. Wow. Uh, so I, I, hope, you'll be, I yeah. hope you'll be okay with that. How was Dayton? How did Dayton treat you? It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. What, what a wonderful place, as you know. And then, you know, you couldn't be happier for a place like that uh, and a program like that to get this kind of spotlight. They obviously deserve it. But to put a spotlight on what a great community that is couldn't have been a better day for us. We were so honored to be there. And I love the jacket, the electric jacket that you had there. Yeah, wasn't that, that was a good look for me. I think I, I enjoyed the uh, the uh, pilot's hat. Frankly, yeah. I, I would love to. I would love to make that <laughs> announcement. You know, get on and and tell everybody tell everybody I'm in charge and buckle up. That'd well, be, that'd when be, you could be a flight attendant and do that, you don't have to be the the, the captain. That well, that would be the most entertaining uh, pre-flight safety briefing you've ever heard. <laughs> uh, hey, have fun today, and thank you again for joining us, Jay. Thank you, brother. Uh, that's Jay Billis from the Mothership. Yeah, it's going to be strange. I know that, you know, we're not having a pity party for the uh, broadcasters, but it, it will be strange to because the emotion, you play off the emotion when you do a game. When there's a big shot or you silence the crowd, these are things that, and the cutaways that you have. You know, radio will be easier because you don't, it feels like, you know, you don't have pictures there anyway. I would think it would be tougher if I'm doing TV play-by-play than radio. Because TV, you're, what are we going to show other than the action? And normally you have a cutaway, you have the band, cheerleaders, uh, could be somebody famous in the stands. With radio, feels like you might be able to do play-by-play and have it be less intrusive or uh, less awkward. But it will be awkward to listen to a game, hear a game, uh, because you're going to be able to hear everything. And you're going to be able to hear players talking to one another. You're going to hear the coaches. You'll hear the officials. Uh, Not that that's something that I was looking forward to or saying, boy, I really long for that. But trying to look at a silver lining and uh, the way these games are going to sound. There's a lot of leagues right now that seem to be in a state of flux. We're not sure with the NHL. Not sure with baseball. We're not sure with the Masters. Um, 
there's quite a few things that you're still waiting to hear if somebody has, you know, what direction you're going in with the NFL draft. Uh, they have a little bit of time here, but the NFL is going to have to make a decision here relatively soon because if you're looking at close to 750,000 people reportedly going to Vegas for the draft, at some point you have to be fair to them. Can you still hold the draft? Will you still hold the draft? I think you still can, but I don't know if I would have it in Vegas. I think I would probably do something that's uh, a lot more sterile in more ways than one, but if, you can hold, if you're going to hold the draft and you want to be fair to these teams as they prepare for their summer, uh, then you can still hold the draft. Yes, McLovin. What happens to all that stuff that we were talking about last week, like the CBA voters on Saturday night, free agency? I saw some NFL reporters saying free agency could be pushed back a little bit. Do, does the NFL have to monitor off-season things? They're a little different because they're not having live sports. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything, and uh, I have not had anybody who's told me anything. In fact, I didn't reach out to uh, two sources that, that I could, but I don't know if they would have this information right now, and it would just be speculation on their part. But I think we're getting closer to not having fans at the draft, and then I wonder if that's the case. Do you then just hold off on having the draft in Vegas you wait till next year to give them the full roll out there. Yeah, McClellan. Is it, and, you know, legal tampering starts on Tuesday. Tom Brady could sign on Tuesday. Could. Isn't that surreal? That, could. I mean, theoretically, I mean. Uh, I, I, I want to bring up a story, and I, I've brought this up before, but not necessarily in regards to Tom Brady. But it has to do with agendas that are played. And, and there are agendas that are played right now. Every free agency, there's the draft, there's agendas where somebody has somebody in their ear who gives them information, and it could be from one side, and then somebody gives somebody information from the other side. And when I saw the report on Tom Brady with one side had information, I went, well, that's from Brady's camp. And then I heard the report from the other side, and I said, well, that's from Belichick's camp. Have that story for you coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Take a break from uh, the coronavirus coverage here. Legal tampering starts on Monday. I saw an article, and uh, the headline caught my attention. ESPN is fueling the civil war between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Do you know who wrote this, McLovin? Yeah, this is Evan Blyer with InsideHook.com, which is part of the Real Clear Politics, Real Clear Sports Network. Okay. You know that site, yeah. He talks about Jeff Darlington. Remember Jeff Darlington talked about as many as eight teams could be interested in Tom Brady? Uh, Diana Rossini, who also works at the Mothership, she said that uh, the uh, report by Jeff Darlington and others may actually be a smokescreen to save the quarterback from, quote, embarrassment 
that the market has for him isn't, quote, robust. The reality is, just from talking to sources around the league, it seems Brady is a lot more interested in teams than teams are interested in Tom Brady, she said. I think at this point right now, Brady's interest in other teams outweighs the amount of teams that are interested in him. I think the team that will need to put back up on the board that we're all waiting, uh, that we are all walking away from is New England. I think that we, for whatever reason, because some of the reporting at ESPN has been excellent, at least from the side of Brady, that yeah, he's interested to see what the market is, but what is that market going to be? This according to uh, Diana Rossini. Based on those conflicting reports, it certainly appears Rossini is carrying water for Belichick and the Patriots while Darlington is putting out information that works to the advantage of Brady and his team. While you can criticize them for it, Rossini and Darlington are getting access to two of the most important people in the NFL in exchange, an invaluable commodity in their profession. All right. Uh, well, I don't think eight teams are interested in Tom Brady. As I told you, my source said yesterday, two or three. And one of those is the Patriots. I don't know if San Francisco's interested. I don't know if the Raiders are. Tennessee appears to be, but maybe not as much as we've been led to believe. This is what happens. You'll get somebody who's going to give information to get it out there and get out in front of it. And I'm sure Brady's people said to Jeff Darlington, I think Tampa Tampa is one of the three teams. I would say Patriots, Tampa, and then I don't know the third team. But that's just from my source with this. Because when I said eight teams interested in Brady, question mark, and then he came back and said more like two or three. I still think he goes back to the Patriots, but Jeff Darlington said he would be shocked if Brady went back, and that's coming from Brady's camp. I think, once again, you're trying to build up that, oh my gosh, what if Brady leaves? Mr. Kraft has got to step in here. These guys can work out their differences. Brady and Belichick are never going to be friends. It's it's a public, professional relationship. Belichick, if he's leaking this, must feel like, you know what, we can water this down quickly. Now, maybe not all these teams are as interested in Tom as he's leading you know everybody on, on to believe. It's just a game that's played. I've been used before with this. Uh, you know, sometimes after the fact, you go, wow, I was on the wrong side of this. But you're getting information here. That's why I'm always careful when it comes to what's going on with the NFL owners and the Players Association. Because I have somebody on both sides that I can talk to, and then you could say, hey, is this true? And, you know, to the contrary, you can say to somebody on the Players Association side, is this true? That's all I'm trying to get. But you don't want to be caught in no man's land here where you're a pawn for somebody else. I think there's two or three teams really interested in Tom Brady. I think the Patriots are. I think Tampa is. And if it's Tennessee, if it's... I think some teams are realizing, let's be smart about this. And being smart is not bringing in Tom Brady. Brady, I'm curious if Tom... What, what's the most important thing to Tom Brady? That's what I would want to know. Now, if he says winning championships, where can you win a championship? In the next two years, you're not winning a championship in Tampa. Could you win one in Tennessee? Maybe. Could you win one with the Chargers? Probably not. Could you win one with the Raiders? No. Could you win one with San Francisco? Yes. Okay. That's just if you're looking at championships. Now, is he looking at lifestyle? Is he looking at money? 
if he's looking at money, somebody may have to come in and offer him a three-year deal. What if Tampa says, we'll give you a three-year deal? Got all those weapons. Bruce Arians, great coach if you're a quarterback. But if I'm the Chargers, I need Brady. That's the one team that I think needs Brady. You got to be relevant, and they're not relevant. Patriots, I still think the Patriots need him. I just think Belichick has that ability to go, oh, we're going to move on. And I was told they, they're so good at evaluating talent when it comes to free agents and making trades that they would come up with somebody who would fit their needs there. That they would make, wouldn't be surprised if they re-sign Brady and they trade for a quarterback as a backup here. Or they bring in a quarterback. That's what I was told. But, and, and the person telling me is not affiliated with Brady or Belichick. This is just a source that I have who is well-connected and will dive in a little bit and find out information the best he can. But, you know, where it is now with Brady... We're going to find out on Monday when it's legal tampering time. If somebody really wants him, that's when you put a deal on the table and say, Tom, do you love us? Here's our deal. And if I'm a team that really wants him, then I I put an offer in front of him that he can't refuse. And I don't know if somebody's willing to do that. Because then there's a report that comes out and says, oh, you know, Tennessee's looking at re-signing Ryan Tannehill. Maybe cooling on Tom Brady. Okay. And I know when Jeff Darlington came on, I think he was disappointed that I was questioning his reporting. I knew where the information was coming from, but there's an agenda attached to this. That's all. I I know the game. Because you can't say somebody close to Brady. Well, okay. Brady's telling somebody who is willing to tell you. Why are they willing to tell you? And Diana Rossini, who did a great job in getting something from Belichick's camp. Or it's Robert Kraft. You'll always wonder who's telling you what's going on. Where's the information coming from? And what is the game that's being played? And there's a big game being played in New England. And Jeff Darlington and Diana Rossini could both be correct on this. Brady may think that there's eight teams interested in him. Whereas Belichick's side probably thinks there's two or three that could legitimately sign Tom or that he would go there. And that's the key. There are teams that might say, hey, Tom, come on in. That doesn't mean Tom wants to go in there. And is there a mystery team? We've been told there's a mystery team. Well, it's always great to have a mystery team because we'll never know the mystery team. If if he doesn't, if he signs with like, you know, the throw out a team, the Bears. Oh, that's a mystery team. Okay, you got me there. But if not, we may never find out that mystery team. Always in, interesting information when it comes to that. So Tom Brady, there you go. He's a good one. This story continues. Thank God. Yes, McLovin. I was thinking last year, the first day of tampering, every single free agent story broke. Then nobody waited till the official deadline. So Tom Brady could sign or somebody could sign on Monday. It wouldn't even be the big story. Jazz star Donovan Mitchell was tested positive for the coronavirus. According to league sources telling ESPN, jazz players privately say Rudy Gobert had been careless in the locker room, touching other players and their belongings now a Jazz teammate is tested positive. This from Adrian Wojnarowski. So that's three minutes ago. So now you have to look at the people Donovan Mitchell came in contact with. This is how it starts. Who did, 
Who guarded him? Who did he come in contact with? Yes, it's on the same team. Now he played against players. Like this, it's just the start. You know, you just start connecting dots here. You have an official who worked a Utah game, and then he was doing the Sacramento game last night. They canceled the game because he had done a game with Rudy Gobert. What about the ball boys? What about their families? That's why you have to shut all of this down. You just have to say, let's, let's just try to gather as much information as possible. That's all. You may sacrifice revenue. You just don't want to be on the wrong side of history here. You don't want to say, oh, no, we got to keep going. Hey, we're going to do this temporarily. We're going to post, hey, no fans. You got to shut things down. It's my firm belief. Two hours in the books. One more to go. More phone calls. Baseball's side of the equation. Clayton Kershaw will join us coming up. Dan Patrick Show. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right, no credit card necessary, and simply search for our shows to start listening. 